Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success. When you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline, you will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. All right, today we have a special guest, Beth Learn, and with her unwavering dedication and innovative approach, has defied the norms for the highly competitive fitness industry. And as the founder of fit to be Studios, she has created a unique business niche, offering specialized workouts for women seeking effective solutions for their diastasis. I can't pronounce that word. Diathesis, uh, recti, abdominal gaps. I'll have her correct me on that in a second. Through convenient home workouts, best programs catered to the transformative phases of pregnancy and postpartum recovery, providing tailored solutions and expert guidance. Beth, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. And sorry for uh, screwing that word up. All right. Tell the audience, what is that word? Well, I pronounce it diastasis because I'm from the West, but in some parts of the world, it gets pronounced diastasis. Just kind of depends on where you're from. Well, very cool. Well, I apologize for screwing that up and I'm interested in learning more about what this is and how you're making an impact to do different things. But more importantly, let's uh, let's kind of I know we just talked a little bit about intro about who you are, but why don't you dive in a little bit about what got you into doing what you're doing in the first place? Well, I was beginning my career in fitness, um, starting when I was 16, actually, I started working in athletic clubs and then I became a certified fitness instructor at age 18. And then I got my degree in exercise and sports science when I was 21. And, uh, then I, I was working really hard in my career. Then I had kids and something started to really not add up in terms of what I had been taught about the core and the abs versus what my body was actually doing as a woman after having children. And it became glaringly obvious to me that a lot of the research that had been done really up until the early 90s actually excluded women. And it was not looking at our bodies. It was not looking at our variations and our differences. And it was especially not looking at how things changed after having kids. And so I saw a lot of input. I saw a lot of mentoring and Um, familiarize myself more with what actually needs to happen in a woman's body after she has babies, because it's not as simple as go do crunches and sit-ups and you'll get your six-pack back. In fact, those things can actually make the situation a lot worse when it comes to having an ab gap. And so as I dug in, I realized, gosh, I only ever learned like a paragraph of information on this particular issue that affects every single pregnant woman. And it also affects a lot of guys and a lot of kids. And I started tailoring workouts so that they actually included strategies to help with the situation and not make it worse. And I launched fit to be 13 years ago. Exactly. This week we are celebrating that and um, never looked back because there's such a need out there. Yes. So there's a couple of things I want to touch on. First off, understanding our audience where they're like small business owners and mm-hmm. uh, they're going out there and doing everything. And, and like my background is in the fitness and the martial arts, too. So I understand the language and the lingo. But 
I'm very curious about really where, when you started out as a fitness trainer, like you, you were started in the gym when you were 16 years old and then, you know, teaching classes at 21 and all these different things. And then eventually there was something that really happened that really helped you niche down to one specific mm-hmm. type of person. And before we got on the, you know, went live on the show today, you were telling me a little bit about how many countries you were in and all these different things and, uh, or states. I think you said states. Oh, countries. Okay. So like countries and and things like that. But, uh, you, there was a, there was a shift and pivot that I'm sure that transformed your personal business. And Mm -hmm. I would love to, I would love to know a little bit about that because if you're able to last over 13 years running your own business as a fitness trainer and being able to expand to other countries, that's not a small thing to, to just like brush over. Like that's a pretty big deal because most uh, fitness coaches, especially in the online space, barely make it three years, much less their first year to mm-hmm. uh, even expand to be able to help different people. I mean, the stats are just crazy or much less to make a full time income and yep. you with family and kids and everything else to be able mm-hmm. to do. So I uh, I would love to dive in a little bit more about your processes and how you're serving your clients and the importance of taking care of your clients and what you're doing to that's making a difference and an impact. And uh, you as uh, an entrepreneur, because you're doing some things that can definitely make some impact, not just on your clients, but the whole fitness space and for trainers as a whole. So what was that big shift? What was that big change that started uh, making the difference for you? Well, I decided to leave my job when I had my first baby and I was still teaching group fitness classes. Um, and I, I realized two things. One was we probably were not going to make it just on my husband's income. And the other thing was that I was a really good writer and a really good instructor. So I started blogging and then a family member at a Christmas party of all things said, Hey, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I said, I would start an online website for moms and I would work out in regular clothes and not yell and not show my boobs and not make them feel bad. And like, we would film real workouts in real homes instead of like these sterile studios in skimpy clothing. And I think there's actually a huge market for that. And he's like, Oh, I think I could help you with that. (laughs) And that was, that was in early 2010. And, um, we started filming because he was a videographer and, um, let me, let me pause you that for a second, because I, I don't want to, you're, you're saying things that are important that I want people to know. So you said that there's a market for this. So you yeah. discovered a problem that was on the market for most trainers that has a stereotype thinking that you got to go out there and show your boobs and shake your butt, your booty <laughs> to be able to gain attention. And yes, that may work for, for a lot of likes and followers for, you know, getting people on, you know, that may not be your target audience. But is that really going to help the pocketbook? And so you really you really found a way to you you discover that there was a problem for this market saying, hey, you know what? There's a market out there of women that want to be able to see a real person in real homes, wearing real clothes, teaching me specific things. So first off, you solved the problem and found it found something that was different than what everyone else is doing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to no, make sure that's you said that that's really that's uh, great. Important. That's exactly it. Is that there I found several problems. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I had help. So I do have a business partner and there's times I want to murder him and he wants to murder me. Um but we actually work really really well together and we're family so we can't just ditch each other which you know is very helpful. Um and he has skills I don't have and I have skills he doesn't have and that makes a really good partnership and our business does provide two full-time incomes plus um two employees. So that's pretty awesome. 
And I know actually, so when we first started though, I had not niched down into dioceses just yet. I spent that first year growing. Um, We had 10 members our first month. We had 40 members by the end of our first year. And I realized it was going to be about tenacity. And I realized I would need to find a specialty. And it really landed in my lap as I myself was having that struggle of something's not working. Something's not connecting in my own core. I sought mentorship and I started to truly specialize fit to be into meeting the specific needs of postpartum women and not trying to meet the needs of everybody looking for all the fitness. And so by the end of our second year, we had um, about 140 members, I think. And we had filmed at that point about 25 workouts. At this point now, we have thousands of customers worldwide. We have over 300 workout videos in all different styles, still specializing in diastasis recti. And I love what I do, which makes it possible to still wake up every morning and keep doing it. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have quit long ago. So, so I'm, I'm curious on something else. You, you said that you have a partner and you said that he's family. Mm-hmm. How are you guys making that work? First off, for statistics, most partnerships don't work in the first place. And right? the second statistic is partnership with family doesn't work either. So <laughs> right? how do you make that work? Um, well, we have a binding contract, number one. <laughs> um, and we have revisited that contract many times. And we have had to duke things out a few times. We've had to have a lot of really real conversations. We meet every single week. We do a Zoom every single week. Um, we film together. Our our kids have grown up on the set together at this point. Um, it's not something I would recommend for everybody. But we both really believe in what we're doing. And we both have really good ethics. And we both are also great friends. Our, our spouses are friends. And so... That combination seems to work. Um, It's not perfect. And going back, I have moments where I'm like, "Ah, I wish I would have just done this myself. But the reality is I couldn't have done it on my own. I was a gym jock that could write good. Mm. I, (laughs) I needed somebody that could build the website, somebody that could do the videography and the video editing. And as we've gone on, I've learned some code. I've learned how to build my own web pages. I've learned how to compose newsletters, but I still need a lot of help. And you're a fool if you think you can do it all by yourself for very long. And I think that's why a lot of people die out is because they're trying to do everything and they never outsource or they never ask for help. And it's not that you need a business partner for help, but that's just how fit to be came into being. Yeah, well, just like any relationship, every relationship usually fails due to lack of communication and lack of expectations. And even with family, you you know, if you're going to have any sort of partnership, you need to have a shared vision about mm-hmm. where you're going to go and making sure that you're aligned on what you're doing. So I just want to commend you on that because I've had, you know, partnerships with uh, family and stuff and even my own mother and it did not work out and it ended up being very, very ugly. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it, Oh, it and we've had, we've had some ugly moments. We have. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, we've got clients that depend on us and, um, you know, and it kind of is a lot like a marriage. If it falls apart, there's a lot of other things that fall apart and you don't want that to happen. Um, Also, you know, he's family, but he's not like, 
he's not like super tight, immediate family. So there is enough space and distance there. We also don't even live in the same state. So there's like, we, we get on, we zoom, we film. So I end up only seeing him like four or five times a year. So, and 13 years that builds a relationship and that builds trust. Yeah. Which is, which is really part, it's really crucial when it comes to growing any side of business, especially if anyone's looking for not just a partnership, but anyone for bringing on team members. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a lot of really important things that you just said, not even just from the fitness space, but any small business owner period that's listening to this is one, you got to first narrow, narrow down what the problems are that you're solving. And then two, you got to come up with the solution and figure out who's actually going to be doing what. And if yeah. you're in a partnership, you got to have expectations. So who's doing what, what role, when, how, and all these different things. So I just want to commend you on that because you guys definitely built something pretty phenomenal when it came to, you know, what you guys got going and for 13 years and, you know, serving how many countries? Um, Over 40 at this point. Over 40 different countries. Now, is your offer model, is it like a membership subscription model? Because you mentioned videos or is it more one-on-one coaching, group coaching or how? We, how have, we have the toughest model there is. And that is, we do everything. We offer a subscription service. We offer a one-year membership that that lapses. We also offer products and we also offer consultations. So that means that our shop has many different levels. And on the back end of our website, having been in existence for 13 years, it looks a lot like that scene in a Christmas story where he's trying to plug in the tree and there's 79 other plugins and things are sparking um, because it's a patchwork quilt. And there is no all-in-one platform that would be able to support us at this point. We run 67 to 80 plugins at every given, any given moment. It's wild. That's so cool. Well, I love that. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And and uh, you you always have to be diversifying your different income streams and not relying on one different thing. And so before we get go to our break, I want to I want to point this out. And I, I've been mentioning this. It's been relevant on, on most of my interviews recently. But I learned something from Tony Robbins years ago, about 15 plus years ago. And he talked about on, um, you know, three different ways to increase your revenue inside of your business. And the first one to be able to do is, is very obvious. You get more clients. So mm-hmm. when you get more clients, you make more money and then, you know, that's that's the obvious. The second thing, which is something that you're doing very well at, is you get your clients to pay more often. So you create more offers. And so th- this is where I think a lot of people miss when it comes to building their program, especially their coaching business or whatever it may be, is they rely heavily on that one offer and they focus on that one offer to go sell versus having multiple different what I call your profit centers to be able to diversify and sell to your audience. And yep. then the third yeah, and the third thing is you get your you increase your total cost of your services so you get more per transaction. And mm-hmm. that's ultimately three ways to be able to increase your revenue fast. And and uh I always start in the latest is like, okay, I'm gonna increase my rates now. The second way if I want to make more money is like, what new offer can I do? What where can I generate more income inside my business? And of course, the obvious is you know getting more clients. So when we come back, uh, we're going to go to our first break. But when we come back, I would like to dive in a little bit more about your processes and what makes it work and some of the challenges that you had to face and how did you overcome those different things as an online fitness coach? Because for you to be able to last this long, 13 plus years and counting <laughs> and 40 some different countries and serving more than a thousand clients, you know, that's that's a lot. That's a, the, You're doing something good and everyone here needs to be able to listen to it. So let's stay tuned and we will come back here after our break. And now a word from our sponsors. Navigating the business world can be daunting. 
Welcome to the Business Leaders Network, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs ready to share invaluable experience. As a BLN member, enjoy dynamic networking opportunities with high-level entrepreneurs, learn cutting-edge strategies from industry experts, and gain a platform to showcase your business. Get started today for only $37, which is less than your daily cup of coffee. Join a community that can transform your business. Visit www.blncommunity.com to get started. Your success it's our mission at BLN. Let's navigate the business world together. And now back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone. My name is JR, and I am your host on the Business Leaders Network. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Beth Learn, and she has an amazing online fitness business called Fit to Be Studio. And if you missed the first half of the show, we were talking a little bit about how she got started into her business, some of the problems that she faced, and some things that she's doing now currently to help overcome that with her partnership and her and her business. But uh, going on to the second part of our show, I really want to dive into like what are some of the challenges that she faces on a regular basis as an online fitness coach? Because when someone's able to make it as a fitness coach for one for more than 13 years and be able to supply a family income for not just one family, but multiple different families, there's something said to that they're doing right. And I'm sure there's a lot of challenges along the way. And I'd love to learn more about what those challenges are, what they're doing to work through it, and how we can learn from what she is doing. But before we dive back into the interview, if you have not visited our community, I would love to invite you as one of my VIP guests. And uh, every week we go live teach with different master classes, teaching you guys about leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, and finances, really geared for the small business owners wanting to start and grow their business so they can make a bigger impact. We also have networking calls where you can connect with other industry leaders to really mastermind, solve problems, and pass referrals and connections so that way we can all grow our businesses. So go to blncommunity.com. That's blncommunity.com. Click on Get Started and love to see you guys in there. All right, Beth, thank you so much for being here today and uh, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. Yeah, well, we we covered a, a lot of uh, your personal story about where you got started and, you know, problem solving and different things like that. But uh, I'd love to dive in a little bit more about the problems you face as an online fitness coach. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to just say it this year. This has been a tough year to be a business owner, and I'm sure there's other people that can write. Um, ever since 2020, things have just been weird. And if you're a business owner that's had to go back to the drawing board, not once, but maybe 27 times, I am with you. Uh, earlier, JR, you mentioned um, like recreating your offering, creating different offerings. And we've had to do that. And I, I heard somewhere that the average small business was down about 25% at the end of 2022, year over year. And honestly, we were down too, but not that much. We were down about half that, like about, it was about 11, 12% for our business year over year. And so it wasn't enough to like put us in the hole or put us in the red or anything like that. But it's, you know, it's, it can be a scary time to be self-employed and providing for a family and providing for other employees or contractors that are working with you and feeling like everything is depending on you. And that keeps me up at night, honestly, a lot. And um, this year has, has really not gotten easier and at the end of the day, my goal is to stay put and to keep getting on the wheel and to realize that the wheel right now is actually not turning itself. There's times when you can play and walk away. And there's times when you got to keep playing every day. You got to keep showing up and you got to keep putting in the work. And sometimes you got to do whole new work because what you were doing to work before is no longer working now. And it has definitely been a year of 
reevaluating and reinventing and um, pulling our members and figuring out what's working and figuring out what's not, because what drew people in five years ago is not what's drawing people in right now, straight up. And if you're not willing to do the research and to take on those tougher days and stay in the game, even when you're not making as much, you're never going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to be said for that. And uh, I always tell you know entrepreneurs that there's two reasons why a, uh, an entrepreneur or a small business owner will fail. And it boils down to commitment and sacrifice. And yep. most of the time, you know, this, so my, I have multiple different businesses, but one of my, my consulting businesses is called Creek Consulting. And when I came up with the name, it was, uh, it was more identifying the core values of what I wanted to exemplify for myself, but also our clients. And it stands for commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. So mm-hmm. the question I always ask everyone is like, what is the one thing that you are most committed to? They be resilient, even through the most difficult times, showing up every day, giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. Because just like you said, you had to keep going back to the drawing board. You had to keep going back and figuring out like, OK, what is the offer? What? How can we draw people in? How are we going to reach the market and all these different things? And, you know, one thing I just want to commend you on is you didn't quit. I mean, it's so easy for us to say, be like, oh, gosh, our offer's not coming. We're not getting leads. We're not getting people to, you know, want to buy our services. You know, I might as well just go get, a, you know, a W-2 job or whatever like that and, you know, just call it, call it quits. But that's the truth. That's what a lot of people are doing. And they just give up so easy. Most people are like on this tipping point. They're like staying on the ledge where it's like, man, they can hit that multiple, multiple six, multiple seven figure earnings inside of their business that they just kept going and hitting the path. Because yeah. what worked, here's the other thing too, is what works today is not going to work tomorrow. And we have to constantly be, you know, going, you know, figuring out testing and doing different things. And I like what you said that you always have like mentors and coaches because mm-hmm. there's been periods in my life as like I, my first business I launched in 2007, I was military. When I got on military, I started my first business out of St. Louis, Missouri, which is a martial arts school, sold that and then started a fitness business. And, um, and when, when I when I started that, I I went I hired a coach, taught me everything that I need to know, really helped me take my business from like zero to doing extremely well. And then I was then I thought I could do it myself. I was like, oh great, you know, I can I can go out there and do it myself. And I did. And I did really, really well. I implemented the same tools they did, but eventually I hit that plateau because I wasn't seeing the holes in my business that I didn't know was missing. And so I was like, oh, maybe I need to hire another coach. So I ended up hiring a coach and I keep scaling up. And then all of a sudden I Stop. I don't need a coach mm-hmm. anymore. And I just go. So you never really know what you don't know until you actually have that coach or that second eye and ear to be able to see what you're missing and, and things like that. But you got to constantly be pivoting and you kind of constantly be chasing the market and figure out what's doing, what's working, what's not working. And and don't be scared of change because that's all part of the market, which, uh, you know, I love the the topic that you said for today is like carving your business niche in a saturated economy. And that's a, that's a powerful statement. And I I love to, you what? I said fitness is saturated and it's even more saturated now after 2020. Oh, so, so it's so funny that you say that because like, you know, I I come up with these, all these business types of coaches, business coaches, life coaches, you know, fitness coaches, or people with new products and ideas like, well, the market is just so saturated and, you know, there's just no business. And I go, how many personal trainers do you know just in this zip code? I don't know. That's probably a couple hundred. And I was like, okay, do you think every single one of them have business or they're working with clients? 
probably, you know, maybe one or two clients here and there or more. I was like, yeah, every niche is going to be saturated and every niche is, or business can have a lot of competition. But, it, you know, for my personal take, it's like it's, they're not buying you just for the trainer. They're buying you because of you. But I like to get your take on it. You know, I like to see what you're having to say when it comes to carving your business niche, because from what from what it sounds like, you had to make these pivots. You had to make these switches. You had to create new offers. You had to make changes. And uh, yet you're still staying here today and living the life that you desire. So let's dive into that. Well, let me tell a quick little story. So <laughs> um, last December, I was missing my own yoga practice and I decided to take myself to a local studio and just sign up just quietly. Don't tell them what I do. I just need to be taught. I need to get back on the mat. I need to be bossed around. In that very first class, the instructor was like, you kind of look like you know what you're doing. You've been here before. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I was quiet. And I did this little two week pass and I ended up really enjoying it. And I signed up for a membership myself because I really enjoyed the class. And I just wanted a place to just be and not have to be in charge. Right. I was like incognito. <laughs> and they <laughs> cornered that. me and they're like, okay, seriously, we can tell you've been practicing. What do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a core fitness specialist. They're like, oh, well, what do you think of this cue? And what do you think of this? And I'm like, I'm glad you asked because actually some of the terms you're using are pretty update or outdated, but I, I really like how you teach. And it's just nice to just be on my mat. I don't really want to talk about that. They kept after me. They kept picking my brain. I have ended up teaching two sold out workshops for them that have led to multiple other clients. All because I humbled myself and walked into a place ready to learn again myself. But they mm. they saw who I was and I've built some really great relationships out of that. But it wasn't even really what I was looking for. However, I learned a lesson from that myself. Just again about that humility and daring to show up and be a student again, because that will build good connections and meaningful relationships that often turn into more business, even if that's not necessarily your goal. And one other thing I wanted to say yeah. is that um, I was listening to um, the business desk on NPR a little while ago, and they were pointing out how, as they look at the economic trends, people are not right now looking for goods or even services so much as they're looking for an experience. And the reason for that is that everybody bought all the things online when they were all locked down. So everybody has all the stuff they need and even a lot of the stuff they want. And they've also got a lot of their services figured out, but they want an experience. So if you're doing a good or a service, you have to connect it with an experience. And so as a result of that, I took that to my business partner and we started changing some of the language that we put out, you know, rather than saying, hey, we're offering home workouts. It's we're offering a home workout experience. And we talk about experience the change in your core because that's what people want. They don't want just ice cream. They want fancy ice cream with sprinkles and whipped cream and all the stuff and the whole experience of a fancy ice cream store like Salt and Straw in Portland, Oregon that we have here. I don't know if you guys have those, but it's like you can get pear and blue cheese ice cream or Pinot Rose cherry ice cream. And it's this whole experience. They don't want donuts. They also they want voodoo donuts, which is a whole other donut experience. It's like you get all these weird donut sprinkles and toppings with weird donut names. So. That's those are two things that that have just happened and I've come across in the last year that I've been implementing that are moving the needle in really interesting ways that I actually 
didn't really seek out, but I heard them and I jumped on them when those opportunities rose and they've helped me and they've helped my business. Yeah. So this is a, a few things that come out of that. One, you exemplify a true servant leadership, which is one of our core values in BLN. And I love the idea that you just go in and be able to humble yourself to step in and just st- step back and, the, and just be, because a lot of times we, we need to really just start learning ourselves and growing professionally because we're so busy into just doing all the time of what whatever our, our core offer is, whatever our services, that we never really get to focus on us and our growth. And as, as you're like telling your story about like going into the yoga gym and, and doing all the classes and the membership and things like that, it's, it's kind of thinking about recently one of my experiences that I've had. I'm, I'm, I'm exactly like that. Like I, I love joining paid membership communities. I love joining masterminds and things like that. But sometimes I don't want to go in there as the teacher. Like I want to mm-hmm. go in there just to like network and hang out and, be, and just be yeah. part of the experience and go to an event just to be at an event. And, uh, you know, I, I got invited into this, this free Facebook group. And this is uh, several months ago, probably like four or five months ago, this free Facebook group. And, you know, one of my clients you know, re- referred me to the, the, the admin is like, Hey, you guys should really connect. And, and this would be a great community for JR. She didn't, she really say what I did. She just said, you guys need to connect. And you know, I really, I really like both of you guys and stuff like that. Well, the guy ended up doing an interview with me on inside of his group. And then from the interview with, you know, he's hearing my language. He says, I need you. Like, I need your help. And I was like, look, I didn't, I didn't come here for like trying to sell my services. I just, you know, came here to, to want to just kind of network and you see what you're about. And she, and she missed connections. And, and to be really honest, I didn't even know what it was about. <laughs> I didn't know what the community was. I didn't know the service. I just wanted to kind of, she, she referred me and I was like, I like meeting new people. So but it turned out where I ended up going in there and I end up, you know, he ended up paying me for a lot of my services. And now I'm going in there, I'm teaching all of his clients a, a bunch of different things. And it's just weird how um, how things start being, you know, guiding the path from one one, one thing to the next. And, and it all started with just being a servant leader and just showing up. It's and all the authenticity to me. Yeah. It's, you know, I've I've been through all the trends at this point on social media. I see all the trending things and and I've taken some flack from family and friends, you know, oh, that weird makeup you had or that, oh, or you should wear more makeup or how come you, how come you dress like that? Or how come I can't believe you showed up in your bathrobe with your goats. I do have goats because we have a small farm. Um, but I don't know. I, I just keep showing up as myself, sharing what I know, sharing sometimes what I don't know, asking questions of my own followers sometimes. Again, researching, talking to my clients. What do you guys want to know? What can I learn for you? And here I am in my bathrobe today because if I don't show up in my bathrobe, I'm not going to show up at all. So take it or leave it. That's what's sustainable. I I can't sustain perfect makeup and perfect hair and the perfect clothing all the time, but I can sustain being me. I can sustain continuing to learn. I can sustain authentically showing up. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to our, our second break and we're, we're hitting on a lot of really cool points. So if you guys are on here and you're watching this live, you're watching the replay, you know, I hope that you guys are taking notes and really just seeing like all the key components from the start and understand your niche and be able to create the different offers and, and be able to show up authentically on who you are to create different opportunities. But when we come back, Beth, I would like to, uh, to dive more into really figuring out that 
you know, that, that niche and what separates you in, in that market. But another thing that I, I have found that you do very well with that uh, I'm not sure if you recognize, but I like to go into it a little bit more is the communication of humbleness, because I don't think enough, I don't think enough people understand this very well. And I, I like to call this servant leadership, but I also think that as a coach or an entrepreneur, we all have too many egos. And when we step into a place like you did in the yoga gym and really just kind of there for you and then wanting to serve that created the opportunities that that really opened up the door for probably something even more than you weren't even expecting. And mm-hmm. just kind of going through your for- format. And I know this is really hard to probably talk about and teach because it's just who you are. And I, I get the challenge <laughs> with it because some people are like, well, Jared, just teach me how to sell. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm a great teacher, but te- being able to teach of who I am and what I do is really challenging. But uh, I like to dive into that because, you know, I think that's a, a key piece that people are missing when it comes to not just showing up with, hum, you know, being humble and, and wanting to, you know, go and meet new people and learn and grow yourself, but also how to communicate and from a networking standpoint and as an entrepreneur that can create opportunities. So let's stay tuned. Let's, uh, you know, while we're in break, think about that as we come back. And because uh, my wheels are turning. Yeah, because I think that's something that people are not doing enough of. All right, we'll come back to you shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Stuck in growth and need more time to serve your clients? Let J.R. Spear and his Creed Consulting team help. We offer a full done-for-you service, strategizing and building your program to scale fast. From video shoots to web design and automation, we've got you covered. Our expertise gives you more time to deliver the quality your clients deserve. Ready to build faster and serve better? Call us today at 314-221-9216 and let's kickstart your coaching program and build a quality of product your clients deserve. And now back to the show. Today, we have a very special guest, Beth Learn, and we're learning a ton about the online space as a coach, building a, you know, building her fitness business for over 13 years inside, you know, more than 40 different countries and just really thriving at what she does. And there's so many key elements that if you missed the first part of the show, go back and listen to it because you're going to want to unravel some key things that she's doing that's making a difference and an impact to not just grow her business, but also making a difference in other people's lives because you can't grow a business and be able to serve that many people if you're not making a difference in people's lives. And you got to create stories. You got to create testimonials because if you, uh, one bad apple can definitely spoil the whole herd. And so if you are doing something bad and you're not really doing something good, guess what? People are going to hear about it. So she's definitely doing something well that's really helping her thrive and grow. Um, but before we dive back into the show, I want to always invite you guys to one of our weekly training calls. You know, go to blncommunity.com. That's blncommunity.com, where we want to invite small business owners who want to thrive and grow and learn and serve other people as we continue to lead and teach you in leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, and finances. Go to blncommunity.com and join us on one of our weekly training calls, as well as connecting with other industry leaders. All right, Beth, we are back. And I want to just say thank you again for being here today. So many different things that we were unraveling when it comes to your business. And, you know, as we're on break, I was thinking too, I was like, man, you didn't just do well the past 13 plus years, but, you know, you pushed through COVID, you pushed through the pandemic, you're able to create new offers and be able to switch and be able to do things that most entrepreneurs couldn't do. I mean, there was this, I don't know what the numbers are, but statistically, a lot of businesses failed during the COVID and the pandemic. And yep. yet you're still here and you're still growing and you're continuing to thrive. So you're doing something well, which for the listeners, 
you, you know, that's something to be said. So I would, if, if someone's able to push through during any type of pandemic or recession, I want to always have ears to open to see what do they do differently that helped them get through, you know, such a tragic time like we went through as a country or well, as a world. And uh, so the beginning of the show, we were talking a lot about how you got started, where you went, understanding different key problems, understanding different solutions. And we talked about creating different offers, partnerships. I mean, so many different things. And then, you know, you you step into uh, to this other realm of just wanting to take care of you. And that ended up taking that ended up, uh, you know, creating multiple different opportunities for your business and even for the relationships. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to uh, I want to tap into that because, you know, you, you said you went into a yoga studio just as a client. You wanted to just kind of be there, learn from the instructors, take care of yourself. You end up signing up for the membership and getting to ask a lot of different questions, which I always do that whenever I'm somewhere like, you've done this before. Like I teach martial arts as well still. And I'm like, hey, you, you've done this before. You know, your, your, your round case looking like it's not your first time. So, but uh, you kind of learn to pick up on different things. And so, you know, you they start asking you a bunch of different questions that led to you, know, you leading a couple of different workshops that led to different more clients within that, that gym or wherever it was. And there's something said about that. And it, it boils down to one, getting rid of your ego to having humbleness for yourself and wanting to just serve and, you know, knowing how to communicate and network well. And uh, I love to know, like, where is your heart when you do stuff like this? And, how does how are you like when where, where's your your heart but also your mindset when it goes in when you walk into a new room and what's what are the things that you think about because I could tell you from uh, many conversations people don't go in there thinking about serving they go into a room like a networking an event or something like that be like who can I get signed up as a client and uh, and to I'm, I'm getting the vibe from you that that's not your approach and so I like to just kind of hear your heart and hear like your approach whenever you go into a new space and uh, and to be able to leverage opportunities. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head because it's, I've always seen it as kind of a weak spot, but I'm learning it is a strength that I don't go into speaking at a mom's group or doing a local workshop with all of my ducks in a row when it comes to getting them signed up for my email list and converting them and turning them into high paying customers. I am truly just excited to teach because this is information that people don't have. And I see my niche issue, um, diocese, as something that really impacts people's well-being and quality of life. And I love watching the lights go on in people's heads when they click things together and realize that what I'm teaching them is stuff they can actually do that I'm speaking to them at their level and that they can go home and take actionable steps. And it's not hard that fitness doesn't have to hurt to work. That's one of my big mantras that they don't have to keep doing crunches and sit-ups. Yay. You know, so I, I love seeing those realizations take hold and, um, really that's how my, my niche was born too, was, um, I realized I still had diastases two years after having my second baby and that what I had been doing didn't work. And clearly I couldn't be alone in that. And I had all these mixed feelings of anger and frustration and, and awe and excitement and knew that I needed to get this information out there. And my business partner gets on me a lot because I am so busy teaching. I don't do my call to action and I don't do, (laughs) I'll write a blog and there's no call to action. We have to go in and put it in later. 
because I hit publish and didn't put that in there. Um, you know, so, but that's, that's the beauty of having been around as long as we have been at this point is we're like, Oh, we need to go back and fix that. Let's, let's grab the call to action. Let's go tuck that in there. Um, we do a lot of updating. We do a lot of changes and there is that flexibility because I've learned how to do some of that stuff myself too, which is nice. But yeah, I, I truly, you're right. I truly do just want to serve people. Um, that's the kind of family I grew up in was Mm -hmm. like that, the robot movie, um, see a need, fill a need. I think it says, yeah, well, yeah. So having flexibility as an entrepreneur is, is crucial to success because not everything's always going to go the way that we want it to go. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you have this big plan and let's just say you're hosting the event, you're hosting your own event and you have this whole plan about how things are supposed to go. But yet there was an opportunity where someone wanted to speak or there was some, you know, whatever, like it, it could be anything at all. And you just have to be, you have to be able to pivot and be able to make those changes accordingly. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it could be the benefit. So I was at an event in Denver um, a, a couple months ago and it was with uh, Angel Tusi. She owns a really yeah. nice our media. So she's phenomenal. She's part of our BLN community and she's a, I'm one of her clients as well. So she takes care of a lot of my PR stuff. And, and with her, she, she just, she's just an amazing heart of gold individual. And while, while I'm at her, her boot camp event, I'm listening to um, you know, the, some of the speakers that are talking and they're great speakers, but they were like, there, there, was, there wasn't a lot of speakers. There's probably only two or three, you know, you know, outside of me, but the, while he's while he's speaking, I'm like, man, he's missing on key things that everyone in here needs to know. I didn't ask her for, you know, to pay me for a certain time. I didn't ask her for anything, but I just shot a test. I was like, hey, you know, there's a lot of things that are being like missed out in these holes that everyone in here needs to know. Can I get up there and just share? And she was like, absolutely. So she nice. gave, me, let me go there and gave me, well, I was already speaking, I think a, a few times there, but I was just, it was just a random moment and mm-hmm. to be able to do it just to serve, because I was like, these people yeah. need to know this. And, and uh, it had to do with social media because it, it was all about podcasting there, but I was like, you know, how to actually engage with people on social media and things like that. And when it went there and when I, whenever I speak in a room, you know, it's, I like to say I, I demand a different authority. Like I like people pay attention when I talk, but they're also you can see pens and on paper, like heads going down really quick whenever mm-hmm. I, I speak. And so it was like one of those moments. But the reason why I wanted to say that, because one, the host who was Angel needed to be flexible because we're going to give that more value to her community. And two, you know, I found an opportunity to serve without asking anything in return. I didn't ask her for any anything yeah. outside and just say, hey, just let me come serve your community. Let me serve your audience, which gives more value and it elevates her even more. Well, when you do that, then they're going to see that and they're going to want to give back to you even more and, and be able to do different things. And and that's uh that's one thing that I'm finding by learning more about you on this talk that I appreciate. It's like you you exemplify the servant leadership. And I don't know if you ever heard the saving saying before, but like if you serve more people and help them get what they want, then you're going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how the world turns. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you go out there and do it. And I, I went through a period of time. Like I'm, I'm, I like to say I'm pretty decent in sales and you know, a lot of people comment on that as well. And several years ago, I was very good in sales and I was closing a lot of deals and I was doing a lot of clients and I was making like ridiculous amount of money inside my business. But what suffered was my clients because I was so focused on numbers and focusing on just getting that next sale, that next sale, next sale, that I wasn't focusing on my clients and their success. Mm-hmm. And it was all about me. 
and it wasn't about them. And now a word from our sponsors. Ready to elevate your coaching business and make a profound impact? Discover your roadmap in J.R. Spears' book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. Immerse in wisdom earned through years of successful coaching, presenting a strategic battle plan to navigate challenges and seize opportunities. Don't just survive, but thrive in your industry. Get your copy at www.jrspear.com today. Let this guide be your companion in your journey to a powerful coaching empire. Transform your business and make a bigger impact now. And now back to the show. Well, that eventually hurt me. And then, you know, that was during before, like right at the beginning of COVID. And then I ended up getting COVID really bad. I almost died from COVID and oh. was hospitalized for a while. And uh, it got pretty ugly. And I, I had a very come to Jesus moment. I was like, hey, you know what? You got to, you need to change things. And I did. I ended up coming back home from the hospital, firing like nine support staff, four coaches and seven salespeople all in the same like two weeks. Wow. And I was like, I'm shifting things. And because I had to shift my mindset and the way I was doing things to more ser- serving my community mm-hmm. versus selling my community. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, things will change. And that's one of the changes we made um, during 2020 is realizing how isolated people had become. And we have these memberships that we provide. Um, One of them is a premium membership, which was one of those things where we realized we needed to scale differently. So we offered a basic monthly membership that was like 15 bucks a month. And then we had all these courses and we decided let's put those together into a premium package that they pay yearly for at a reduced rate, but they pay more upfront, but then they just pay a smaller rate each year to keep it going. So it creates return customers, gives them access to more resources. It was in 2020 that I said, hey, I actually have a bit more time. I'm home more and I feel like people need a connection. So I started tacking on a 15 minute phone call. People literally get my phone number. They call me directly. They get the link to my calendar once a year and they can pick my brain about whatever they need to learn about their fitness or their core um, what workouts maybe they should do next, what's going on with their shoulder, what's going on with their kids and their kids' fitness, whatever. And within 15 minutes, I can usually get most of them sorted out. The hard part is actually getting them on the phone because a lot of them are so nervous to talk to me. And I'm like, hi, yeah, I'm just over here in my living room in my fleece bathrobe. Please don't put me on a pedestal. Like, just give me a call. And I've never had anybody abuse it. I've never had a single problem. Um like not everybody even takes advantage of it, but they love knowing it's there. They love knowing that I'm available and it really doesn't take that much extra time on my part. And I really enjoy it. I really enjoy actually hearing a real person on the other end of the line, instead of all these just digital people, numbers, names on spreadsheets, you know, like, Oh, like, this is so cool to talk to my customers. And I, it's been a blessing to me as well as them. And that's an example of, you know, looking at ways you can give more to your customers in the world that we live in where things are super isolated. Now, of course, that that was a scale up for me. Some people are like, I'm already meeting with my customers for an hour at a time. I don't need to do that. But this was like, let's just offer this included service. And of course, I also like, hey, if you want more time with me, you can book it. But apparently I'm too good at that because I don't usually book a lot more additional consults off of those because <laughs> I have the whole website and they can go work out with me and I send them where they need to go. And it's not smarmy. It's very authentic and it keeps those people coming back. Yeah. You know, uh, I noticed a lot of entrepreneurs are scared to add certain things into their offer because they're worried about 
being oversaturated or I can't get to everyone or something like that. And one or they're thing, worried about their privacy or they're worried about, yeah. yeah. All, all these different things. But, but here's the, here's the, the, the big key thing is like people pay more for more access to you. So you can look at it from that way when it comes to creating a higher ticket offer. But I love how you how you say, you know what, I just give it to them if they want to book it. I just want to get to know them as human beings. I serve people for free all the time just because I want to serve you. And then eventually they're going to be like, Jared, can I just pay you money? I mean, I, yeah. I have clients. Like some of my long, longest term clients, I probably helped them out for a year before they decided to give me give me money. And, you know, which is which is pretty cool. But one thing that uh, that, you know, just struck my attention from what you said was. You know, you're you're giving away the things for free that pe- most people are scared to even charge for or whatever like that. And when th- what people need to understand is like, OK, it's the value that you give inside of your offer. So if I'm creating the value stack in my offer and I always say that your value needs to be 10 times greater than or the price needs to be 10 times. The value needs to be 10 times greater than the price you sell it for. And sometimes when you put it into the value stack, majority of the time, people are going to take advantage of maybe this much of what you're even offering. And just like you're saying, I'm giving people access to me. I'm giving them my calendar and to be my cell phone to be able to get a hold of me. But not everyone takes advantage of it. And that you have to understand that too. Like for all the listeners, it's like you can add it into your value stack. Like, hey, they just like knowing that they have availability Mm -hmm. to be able to gain it, even though you may not be, be getting it. So yeah. And that's yeah, so something that, that's, I learned. That's something I learned early on from working in a, in athletic clubs was we would have these monthly brown bag lectures. And I asked my boss once, why do we do these? Like five people come. And she goes, but our members like knowing that we're doing them. They like knowing that it's available. It's part of their membership, even if they don't come. And if we stop doing them, they're going to feel like they're not getting what they paid for, even though they're not coming to them. (laughs) No, that's so good. Yeah. And and we all need to apply that because some, sometimes like we want people to take advantage of it, but the reality is not everyone's going to take advantage of it. Like we can offer tons of different zoom calls and training and one-on-ones, but how many of them are actually going to do it? I mean, I stopped like just like committing to one-on-ones with clients saying for my, even my high ticket, it's like, Hey, you're going to get weekly one-on-one training calls and you know, as many as for whenever you want it and stuff like that. And sometimes I get on a call and they, and it would just be like, they didn't have, they didn't complete anything that they needed to get done. They didn't follow through then whatever. So now I say, Hey, you got unlimited one-on-one calls. And it's like, call me whenever you get this task done. Sometimes it's two weeks before they even get a hold of me or three weeks. And sometimes I'll talk to them once a month. I have a team member that follows up through text messaging and things like that. So they're always getting touched every week, but to be able to jump on a call with me, they just like knowing that they have access to whatever they want. Even I do have clients that reach out to me like every week and be like, Hey, Jared, can we jump on another one? But then that holds them accountable and and to be able to get to the next task or the next task and move forward. So, and it actually takes off your plate. It takes up 100%. When I made that switch, when I made that switch, I was like, That was game changer. I was like, Yes, (laughs) like instead of having to only work with 20 clients, now I can work with 100 clients because you know, I set my own availability. How many hours a week am I want to work? These are the days and times. you want to book it during that time? Go for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's only so many slots, so plan ahead. And don't show up the call unless you have something to talk about. So, you know, they, they need to have something to talk about. But we got 30 seconds before they're going to cut us off with the music. Is there one last thing that you would like to say to the audience before we cut? Um, I would say to always be evaluating what your offer is 
and make sure that it aligns with your values and make sure you can actually show up for it. Make sure you want to show up for it. Because if you don't want to show up for it, you won't. And you will be doing something that you don't enjoy and then you will stop doing it. Thank you for listening to The Daily Creed. We hope you enjoy. For more, connect with us at www.blncommunity.com. That's www.blncommunity.com. We'll see you here next time.